It is indeed the Lover and the Fighter podcast. I would be J to the C, brother. Love, that's me. He's the fighter. MMA, UFC pioneer, UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. This, of course, is our free podcast on our ESPN West Palm GKB platforms. And you've been a busy guy, young man. And you're going to continue to be. You are heading out to Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah, I'm headed out to Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, working the Holly Home Caitlin Vieira fight. So Very nice. Uh, getting busy. Yeah. Um, are you doing pre-show, post-show as well? Pre-show, post-show, coach's voice in this corner. Yeah, I'm having fun. So, you're, so you'll be all over that broadcast? All over. I love to work, man. You know me, man. Yes. I hate sitting back chilling. Absolutely. You and I agree on that. Uh, we're going to begin today with a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into a lot deeper over on UFC Fight Pass. But we're going to begin today with what was the story of the day this week, or story of the day yesterday, excuse me, which we tape on Tuesday. And that is bail being denied for Cain Velasquez, the former heavyweight champion of the world, who, as we know, um, remains in custody following shooting a man that was in a vehicle with a man accused of molesting a child. Um, MMA Twitter is going crazy, forgetting the difference between justice and vengeance, confusing what is legal with what is right. Uh, you can decide for yourself what's right. Legal, you can't. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's written. Cut and dry. Correct. So I know you had thoughts on this situation because we all feel for those innocent parties involved and, you know, be it the child alleged victim, be it the individual shot who was not responsible for those acts, and many people feel for the position that Cain Velasquez felt himself to be in to have to take those actions. Yeah, and I've got to give... Kane a lot of credit for his demeanor the way he's handling himself mm-hmm. right now like he hasn't really said much and he seems to be very like just accepting what's what he's got coming to him right now mm-hmm. just accepting it without you know making a big fuss or making a bunch of noise yeah we're gonna get a lot deeper into that as I mentioned on UFC Fight Pass for the premium content of this podcast but all we can say is that never confuse what is right with what is legal never confuse whether or not someone deserves it and it's legally admissible. You understand? Right. So we will have a further conversation upon that over at UFC Fight Pass. Let's continue now to uh, Jan Blahovich and Saturday night on a fight night in which uh, had a strange ending. Yeah, very weird ending. You know, torn ACL. Yeah, torn, we come to find yeah, out. Torn now. ACL, and apparently he had torn his ACL a few weeks before the fight, but accepted wow. the fight anyway. Yeah, and was doing very well. I thought, yeah. in fact, I thought he was winning the fight. So Jan Blahovich actually takes the win. You know, he gets to win the W in this case, and now he's calling for a title shot. Whether he deserves it or not, you know, we'll, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll get further into that over at UFC Fight Pass. But that heavy, that light heavyweight division, why is it so lean? Why is it? I mean, it's so always been. It's all. It's been why one though? of the why. It's just the weight of the people. Like, there's not many big guys that fight. Well, I mean, there's a gap between where it's like, hey, you can go be heavyweight or be light heavyweight or come down one. Why aren't some guys seeing the opportunity to say, you know what? There's an opportunity here to immediately get a real shot. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's just what it is. Like, when you go into gyms, most gyms and most people who train mm-hmm. MMA are just smaller guys. So there's not really a big talent pool of, like, light heavyweight or even heavyweight guys. Who's fighting at heavyweight that really should reconsider and come down to light heavyweight? I don't know. No, um, there's so who's no fi- one right who's now. fighting just beneath that you think you know what 
suck it up, go up. There's a chance for you here. Well, I mean, and that's what Eric Anders did. I think Eric Anders okay. went right. up, and I think he's he feels better mm-hmm. at light heavyweight, which is, I think, a, a good move for him because there's these guys that are fighting at, at middleweight that you're right. I think that's a better move for guys at middleweight to go up to light heavyweight. It's always been a popular division dating all the way back to Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, made it popular, but right. it's never been deep. Never, ever never been deep. Um, you'd think more guys would say, hey, you know what? I got a better chance of playing, if you will, meaning being relevant, having a shot, um, and find a way to get inside that weight window. Yeah, you'd for think. sure. A hundred percent. We will divulge the song, since it is such a uh, shallow pool of talent, if you will, that gets recycled in the light heavyweight division. Over on UFC Fight Pass, we will reveal the walkout song. We believe all fighters should be forced to walk out to in this division because, well, life isn't fair. Uh, Let's continue, Dean Thomas. And that will be to Dustin Poirier. You got a text message from him. You you don't have to reveal what he wrote you here. We'll get into that over at UFC Fight Pass. But you communicate with Poirier, and he wanted some some help. Yeah, he needs Uh, a little bit of help. He's having a tough time right now getting a fight. Yeah, it's hard, man, you know, because he's in a a rather tough position. So... Um, I, I think it's in a situation where like the UFC doesn't really know what to do with him, mm-hmm. and other a lot of fighters may not want to fight him because and, he's yeah. just dangerous enough. Yeah, I mean he's really dangerous. Yeah. He's, so so there's some fighters that might not want to fight him and then wait. No, I mean ju- I mean just dangerous enough where it's like you know what it's not really worth the risk on this. Yeah. The money involved, right? Because some guys are in a position where no, I need that fight. I'll take that fight. And others are like, you know what? Even as good as I am, I don't need that. Right, and then plus, I think you know Dustin wants to move up and wait. So like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things involved with him not being able to fight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to guess, who do you think will be Dustin Poirier's next fight? If you had to guess, if I had to guess, yeah, at because it's probably going to be at welterweight. I don't think right. he, I think that because he he's he probably came to terms that he's not going to be a lightweight champion. I think he's just going to move up to welterweight. All right, um, I could see him fighting. Uh Sean Brady. Really? Yeah. Is that a big enough name? Is that a big enough fight? Is that a big enough, like, brand versus brand? Well, I mean, normally, you know, when you get a guy like what? To the general public. To the general public. No, it, Not it, inside it, fight. It, well, it wouldn't work inside. It wouldn't work to the general public. But that fight could happen on, you know, a cult. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that one. Keep in mind, Poirier's probably not fighting fight nights. Yeah. Right. Right. We're talking about pay-per-view cards. Pay-per-view card. So on a pay-per-view card, you got to give me a villain and a hero. You got to give me a drama, a storyline, a narrative, a something. I mean, they—they they obviously, I think the UFC kind of wants Colby, but not yeah. what they want. I'm asking you what you what, think what is I going think? to be. Do you think that's what it will be? What I think that eventually happen, I eventually think Nate Diaz will come to terms with the UFC. Really? Yeah. And that might happen. I think that could happen. Why is Nate uh, uh, urinating on the Performance Institute <laughs> and saying, I can do this because I get paid more than you guys? <laughs> and what are you going to do about it? I don't know, man. That's so childish. Um, how is it your boy Patty Pember- uh, Pimblet now looks like Chris Griffin from Family Guy, but Chris Griffin sounds exactly like Nate Diaz? <laughs> and I don't think know, about like, it. Like Seth, uh, what was his name? Seth, uh, Seth Green. Seth Green got it right. Like he figured it out. The character, you know, the chubby blonde uh-huh. son on Family Guy, Chris Griffin, Family Guy, he looks now like Patty. He looks like Patty. Patty but, the fatty. But talks like Nate Diaz. But he sounds exactly like Nate Diaz. Yeah, it's crazy. Somehow. And now that I've said that, you can't imagine it otherwise. Yeah, you can't, can't, get you can't un- unlearn that now. All right, uh, Dean, you're going to go deeper into what it was Poirier texted you mm-hmm. over at UFC Fight Pass. So make sure you go subscribe there, UFC Fight Pass forward slash subscribe. 
Let us continue now to this coming weekend. Um, you got a, a co-main and a main that we'll touch on briefly. Co-main event is a Ponzinibbio and Michelle Pereira, who you and I saw in Rochester, New York, cry. I always talk about that. I always tell this story. We watched him cry on his way into the cage. And I'm not sure I'd seen that before in the UFC. He is an emotional guy. He is. He's a very emotional. But he was making his debut. Making his debut. Right. But, like, he probably worked so hard for that moment that when he got there, I mean, it probably was overwhelmed with emotion. Couldn't control himself. And like, and it, Three and years it just, ago this week. Yeah, and it just and it just splurged out. Yeah. Three. Well, careful now. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, three years ago this week. Hard to believe that were the case. But give me a little insight into this being fought again at the welterweight division. Uh, Pereira, a minus 125 favorite, the Brazilian in this. And one. I can see why he's a minus 125 favorite. He's going to be very difficult for anybody to beat because he's big and he's long and he's strong. And he's so entertaining. And I think he's just trying to find the right balance between entertainment and fighting good fights. But he's fighting a dog. Like, Santiago Ponzinibbio is an absolute dog. If mm. you watch his fight against Miguel Baeza, you see how much of a dog he is. Like, he got destroyed that first round, came back, and still won the fight. So, like, this is going to be a good fight. Is it? I think, I mean, strategically, you understand better than I do. But Pereira is someone who I think plays off the crowd mm -hmm. and puts on a show for the crowd. Mm -hmm. So being in the apex is a blessing and a curse in that, well, you don't have to put on your, your somersaults and backflips and crazy stuff during the fight to entertain the people. There's not many people there. There's some, but not many. But then at the same time, does he need that? Like we saw, you know, Connor was never going to fight during pandemic without a crowd. Right. So they literally built Fight Island for it. Well, he has he has fights in the uh, in the small arena. Yes, yes. So he and he's and he did well in them. So I expect him to still be able to fight well. And the, there's enough crowd where he can play to that. But is it good that there's not that overwhelming crowd like that he can play? I think on? I think it's better that it's a smaller crowd like this because I think the overwhelming crowd would be a little too much for him. Yeah, he would he would be like he would really play to that. Over on UFC Fight Pass, the premium version of this that continues. This is like part A and then part B is over there. UFC Fight Pass. Um, Dean and I are going to go further into Michelle Panetta and what Dean would tell him between rounds given circumstances because of all the theatrics that he puts on. Yeah. That will be up. And who are you picking in this, Panetta? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to pick, pick Ponzinibbio. You're going with the dog on it. Yeah. All right. And then to the main event of the evening this Saturday night, UFC uh, fight night from the Apex. It is on ESPN+. Plus, and we've got Holly Holm and Ketlin Vieira. Um, Holly Holm minus 230 favorite over the Brazilian. Who you got? Holly Holm. All day? All day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Holly Holm is just such a veteran. I mean, she's, you know, Hall of Fame boxer. Yeah. You know, she's been around for so long, and this is her fight. Like, this is perfectly tailored for her to win. Um, you have pointed out some things that Holly Holm does geniusly, if that's even a word, involving um, how she gets linear. You're going to go deeper into that over on the premium content. The, yeah, the, the she, post make, show. she can make herself longer than she really is. Um, which, And we're going to tie it all back into Bruce Lee, yeah. if that makes sense. <laughs> and also where I watched her knock out uh, Ronda Rousey back in 2016. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, yeah, an interesting location to watch fights. <laughs> you, you've watched fights from... I, I've, yeah, yeah, I've been there before. Right, we've all been there before. Um, but uh, you like Holly Holm a little bit here? I mean, yeah, we'll I go like, further I like, in the strategy Yeah, I like Holly there. Holm in, in, this, in this fight. Okay, fair enough. Um, Pre-show this weekend? Pre-show, post-show, in-fight analyst. And are you doing ESPN2 on Friday, UFC Live, or no? Yep. So all the above. All the above. Busy weekend for Dean Thomas. Um, you can get the rest of this podcast over at UFCFightPass.com for the uh, 
the, the bonus, the premium the content. premium. There it is. The good stuff. Yes. And, and just to hear Dean's story about that one time in Japan where he thought to himself, hey, I did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be worth it by itself. Yeah. <laughs> for Dean Thomas, it's J to the C. Brother Love saying thanks for listening. Remember, subscribe and uh, rate and review this podcast so that others can join it as well. But thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.